We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Gilcast. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by Sammy Reed and Nate Nolan. You're either listening to this on the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast feed or the Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Podcast feed. And uh, Sammy, I think that this is the the show that people like the best is when is when you win, no doubt, with your with your your bullshit just play whoever you want stuff and Nate and I take L's and we have to explain why your team that won money was bad and our team that lost money was good well I guess to be fair I'm really looking forward to that bro so just as I just as I logged on because I really haven't looked I didn't lose as much money as I thought I did I thought apparently I was not the only one to roster Justin Jackson and eat that zero so my my team I lost about 25 percent it looks like um so, I mean, considering everything that happened today, I mean, Nate, Nate, how much would you love to only have lost 25% today? Oh, that would have been, <laughs> ooh, that would have been, that would have been nice. That will be my dream tonight of, of wondering what, what would have happened if I could have only lost 25%. But no, I, I played three running backs that each got hurt. So that was fun. Yeah. So fun. the, the three scores on DraftKings, Whirling Dervish, 151.42. My team scored 128.9. Nate scored 115.22. I got to say, just just right off the start here, the teams that you guys have included guys that I didn't consider for a second. I didn't think about playing Drew Locke at all in cash. I didn't think about playing David Montgomery at all in cash. Uh, yeah, like and I didn't think about playing Marvin Jones at all. Um so let's just start with Locke. I mean, I totally – I get the theory. Um, but, like, you guys were giving up, like, 10 points of projection at quarterback to Josh Allen and Russell Wilson teams. Like, I I don't think it was bad. It's just not something I felt comfortable with at all, Nate. Yeah, I, I, liked, I liked Allen. I mean, Allen was my main guy all week, especially the last couple of days when we thought we were going to get Pollard. So I had um, – I loved Allen. I just, as soon as we didn't get the Pollard thing, I went down to luck or uh, lock because at five, what was he? Five, six, five, two, five, two. I, I just like paying down at quarterback. I think you, yeah, in general, you not, do more often than not. I just like that. And so the only other quarterback I really looked at all week was 
uh, was Josh Allen, and I know Russ was up there too, but I, it was either going to be Josh Allen or Locke for me. Um, yeah, I, I think the I thing about this slate very, very, very much is that there wasn't a lot of available value, um, especially when it became clear we weren't going to get – No, you just dollars. had to play one terrible play. That's all, that's all you had to do. You just had to stomach one terrible play. Or you I could mean, play three terrible running backs. Yeah, I, 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 yeah actually so. dis- <laughs> I actually disagree with this, Davis, and we'll get to your lineup because uh, I, I disagree with the thesis behind it. But I think the reality was, like, even if you wanted to play DJ Dallas, uh, he was, what, 5K? He just I thought, I thought he was a terrible play. I thought yeah. DJ Dallas was so bad. I mean, I played, I, him, I on, I played him on FanDuel, but he was $600 more than the minimum on FanDuel, and they have a wider range. He was, pr- like – he was more expensive than J.K. Dobbins. Like, I was looking at that, and I was like, I think Dobbins can at least have, like, a 75-yard touchdown run or something. Like, DJ is just going to fart around, and he's got to get a one-yard touchdown to be any good, which I think he did, actually. Yeah, I think he, I think he got a short touchdown uh, late in the game. And, you know, I mean, really the value, and, and we saw it in, in terms of ownership, uh, you know, really came down to Justin Jackson, uh, who is 4.9. And other than that, like value is really, really tough to get. And so I think in slates like this, where there's just not available value in the skill position players, you, it's proper to eat it at quarterback. Um, so in, in defense and tight end, you know, you this go is back why to those, those days. I think it's very fine to eat it at tight end. I think it's very fine to eat it at defense. This is why I disagree that you should be thinking about eating it at quarterback is we have seen now multiple guys that you know your opponents who are playing who like can get 40 and that's not like their 90th percentile outcome. That's like their 75th percentile outcome. Like Russ getting 30 today, you, you would have watched that first half and you would have piled money on the over of 30 fantasy points. You would have been like, how much money can I get down on him getting like 38 DraftKings points here? Like he, he was, he had like what, like he had the bonus going in, to their second drive in the third quarter. Like it's, and, and I'm, I mean, it is sour grapes that he didn't get more because I played Russell Wilson. But and he had it, a rushing touchdown early in the game. Yeah. And, but the same for Josh Allen, too. Like if I tell you this game, you know, both teams score 30 plus points, you're like, oh, well, Josh Allen like has 40 or 50, you know, like, and you knew that those two guys were going to be the most popular. I, and I guess I don't even think I would have played Russ as my second, as my third. I think if I wasn't going to play Josh Allen or Locke, I would have played Kyler. I'm surprised you yeah, didn't get up to Kyler. Kyler to me has a higher ceiling than, um, than Russ. I, I mean, I, well, no, I don't. Well, yeah, yeah, that's probably true. That's yeah, because true. he can he can get a hundred yard rushing bonus like he did today, and he's his team's goal line. So back. I I gotta say I really did not think Miami was going to be that competitive in that game. I anticipated a lot of running from the Arizona Cardinals, and they did run a lot. But I mean, obviously Kyler just I mean he's incredible. I don't even know how many DraftKings points he had. He had to have had like an unreal amount. But I mean I don't I don't want to. There are things I am going to criticize both of you about later. I don't really think that Drew Locke was that bad. I actually had Josh Allen in my lineup pretty much all week from like when I set my shell on Tuesday night or whatever. But this morning I saw this punt tight end team that just made it very possible to play Russell Wilson instead. And I was like, yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson was – we had Russell Wilson projected for the second most points at Daily Roto. We had Kyler projected for the most. But I mean, what can you do? So that's that. Yeah. The, the other thing, the other thing about Drew Locke is he was 
I mean, certainly I didn't go into the game. I mean, oh, Drew Locke man. ran so incendiary in the second <laughs> half. Like, he had, like, 89 empty yards at halftime, and it was like – to to credit, you know, the thesis behind the play was always that he was going to turn it up in garbage time against the Falcons, which is what he did. Yeah, That I was mean, the thesis of the play. I wasn't even worried at half. <laughs> you're, I, you're a better I, man than I, Nate. Yeah, the buddy, only, I would have been worried. worried is because your team was dead by halftime. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't worried about it I mean, yeah nate was this, nate this was like true. working on a jigsaw puzzle with his girlfriend he's like oh yeah. drew lock it doesn't matter <laughs> he's out shopping for christmas trees and shit he's just like you know what i want to spend some quality time together let's let's 12 30 rolled around and i looked at my wife and said want to go to dinner tonight let's go out <laughs> i didn't i didn't watch you're, you're paying hon <laughs> i didn't watch any of the afternoon games until the kyler game got close because i was just so mad i was so disheartened which we can get into now the running backs. Nate, I, I just got to tell you, just stop with David Montgomery. Dude. Don't ever do it again. Just just stop. Stop it. You, you need help, dude. Nate, this was not a good decision by you. Nate, you are a sick, sick, sick fish. I can't believe, Nate, that you, you punted quarterbacks so you could not pay up for Dalvin Cook. That was he, completely insane. Because Nate Nate refused to take and Nate refused to play a dusty wide receiver. Like he just wouldn't wouldn't do it. Yeah, but, well, no, it was less about the wide receivers and more just like I mean, the three running back values this week for me, I I don't know. I just I mean, volume is my thing and I I looked at DJ Montgomery and Jackson as just like they were literally off the charts in any like Remember projection to dollar to dollar cost and um remember when you told me that Chase Edmonds was gonna get seventeen touches? Uh yeah, he got he got more. He got I believe he got the most touches of any running back on this slate. I, I had to go he must well, have he got twenty eight. He was the only running back who played the whole game too. I mean all these other running backs all got hurt. So like Yeah, I mean, I mean, definitely David, swears David, that David Johnson would have got to twenty eight. Um but I mean, the David Montgomery thing was, dude. I kind of, I, I get it. Like, I, no, I, get I don't get it at all, man. Because okay. I, I watch the games, and then so I watch David Montgomery, and he looks like a guy who won a Make a Wish, and he gets to have like one chance to try and break an NFL tackle. But it looks like they just keep letting him in to try and get him to do it. He can't, he can't do it, mate. It's I mean, terrible. I well. First of all, he uh, actually went into this week leading. Uh, oh, he actually had the most missed tackles. Yeah, so, <laughs> but glad you watched the tape, but you're wrong. Um, the His volume numbers are off the charts. And I just, like, he literally is on the field more than almost any other running back. He's up there with, with Zeke Elliott leading in snap share. He's got the highest he, uh, share of anybody Nate, in he, the week. He leads the NFL in expected points since Tarek Cohen got hurt. Yeah. He also leads the NFL in fantasy points it's under, under expectation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason is, is because he's fat and slow. And I just don't. <laughs> and he I, mean, I just but, don't think talent matters at running back. Like when you're getting that volume, I'm gonna. It play does it. It matters when you're literally so bad that you cannot create anything on yourself. Like when it, like oh. it's like. It's and less you, and you hinder your team from like getting first downs so that yes. they, they just don't score any points. I mean, it was, it, 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 I know we're skipping ahead, but it was also like you played Tennessee's defense in cash and you played David Montgomery, which was. Well, because a running back isn't going to hurt when you know Nick Foles is going to throw the ball, what, what he projected to. The 
But defense, why do you want to? Why do you want to play David Montgomery if you think he's going to throw that many times? Because David Montgomery is still going to get the the rushing attempts. The of the, way the that... correct defense for your team to have played would have been what, the, the Cardinals. Teams. No, the Texans. No, the Cardinals were the other defense I was looking at. They were two nine. Yeah, but you had you had the correlation with DJ there and this six round rookie starting for them. He doesn't bother with correlations. He looks no, at the model, I... he looks at the expected points, and he's like, just plug them in. Nate, you got to look at the whole thing as a big picture. It's more of an art, my friend. You can't just look at the model and look at the median projections and, and throw them in the lineup. Running back, running back opposing DST correlation is not as negatively correlated as you. As no, you no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's not super negatively correlated. I know. So it's like not, it, but... if David Montgomery rushes the ball 30 times, that's not negative on, on uh, Tennessee's well, defense there. Well, well like, it probably is because then they're not getting a lot of like attempts against the pass, which is where fantasy points are created for DST. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying like the the path for David Montgomery to get points is not necessarily like Tennessee losing. Their, Tennessee's defense was a fine play at 3K. They were the best point per dollar play, and the the David Montgomery play was not a like smash efficiency spot. It was just a volume per dollar, and it dude like obviously things just, are not that simple. No, you just gotta not do it ever again. Yeah, please. I mean, just like you're married now, like, dude, you share like a bank account with your wife, like, just... yeah, she like, she's like seeing these with she's seeing these withdrawals from your bank account. And they just say to David Montgomery, they just say David Montgomery's taking money from your family. The, the, the Demont Make-A-Wish Foundation Fund. $5,000. I mean, talk to me about your decision to not play Dalvin Cook. I know, obviously, yeah. like, you can never expect somebody to score 42 DraftKings points, but, like... But you can expect him to score 28, though. I mean, dude, that was... This is, this is like, sick fish status that you... He had, he had the 100-yard bonus and a touchdown by, like, midway through the second quarter. Yeah, and then he and broke he off, fit. like, a 77-yard touchdown, and it was so hot. Yeah, he, he smashed. Uh, I mean, Dalvin was the highest projected running back for me. Uh, of but at eight two, it wasn't like he was a screaming value at that price. And Nate, when I Nate couldn't get himself, my... he he couldn't get himself to sacrifice the wide receiver values. He wanted to play all of Keenan Lockett and Julio, and he was like looking at all his beautiful whopper children, and he couldn't decide which one to send off the island. So he's like, I just got to do whatever I need to do to play all three of them. I won't, three. I won't sacrifice it. Yeah, it was just a. It was a mess. I mean, i i should have I should have faded one of the the value running back tiers that I had fallen for. I mean, literally, it was like those four running backs. Well, Pollard was in there too. It would have been Pollard over Montgomery. Well, maybe maybe been. you should have just listened to me when I told you that Chase Edmonds was going to get like a disgusting amount of touches, and you guys were like, "No, dude, he's Kareem Hunt," and I was like, "No, he's getting every touch," and he did. Yeah, I'm now, not. He, he, I, missed on, I missed on Edmonds. I'll, I'll take the L. I really liked Edmonds. I just didn't like the price. He it was. Yeah. I mean, Edmonds this wasn't is the, a value at his price at six eight. You're paying like. Hey, the buddy, full... he was if you project him for eighty percent of the carries. That's a bad projection. Like just because. It, no, you want to talk about a bad projection? You projected him for fifty percent of the team's carries. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, Tyler, that's, that's not <laughs> good. That wasn't it. Tyler's done it 30-something percent. So, so 30-70, no one else got a carry. 
Yes, if you projected no other running back to touch the ball. Well, I, it's not even like I'm taking a good victory lap here because this was like the worst game of Edmonds' career. He was terrible. He had no space. They didn't – they – like he yeah. just – he looked like Kenyon Drake. And but I don't know – But he got the workload, and that was the – that was your, your, your whole point was that he was going to be the only running back to touch the ball, and you were right. So, yeah, the, the, the Montgomery thing, though, that was tilting. I mean, watching someone get that and then just – what did he he dislocated his shoulder halfway through and then his backup who hadn't touched seen the field all year gets the touchdown and like well yeah he left the field and immediately they were able to score points yeah that was that was the uh, I'm not I for one am not shocked by that revelation personally (laughs) so Sammy you and I both played Dalvin Cook um I don't yeah. have anything really interesting to say about that. He, yeah, he neither, neither do I, except you're just an insane fish if you didn't play Dalvin Cook. I actually I actually don't think that. I think there were a lot of constructions that made sense without him, and they were they were what Nate did, which but I would have never played David Montgomery. I would have played a punt tight end and Chase Edmonds over um what Nate did. Yeah, but that was, uh, just so wild, Nate. So did you have something going on in your life this week that kept you from no I had that team built like that was my non-pollard team so that was like I I had that for like 24 48 hours and what a bummer what a bummer that we weren't able to get pollard here because he he actually would have crushed he would have caught like nine passes and and ran for like 86 yards against the Steelers oh yeah yeah pollard was a pollard would have been an easy easy play so we played but I don't think people would have played him no you played Edmonds I played Edmonds, Dalvin Cook, and uh, Justin Jackson, who, if you don't know, got injured in pass protection on the very first play of the game for the Chargers. And my team was kind of borderline, and I was thinking about swapping to Deontay Johnson, oh, and sure. and the swap would have gotten there, um, yeah. obviously, because Justin Jackson got zero points. At, Deontay got, what, like eight? Because my, my team got four for 77, I want to say. Yeah, I so I would have been ownership projections at all or ownership uh, results at all what was he owned in cash jackson 50 percent was a massive 25 yeah 49.1 owned so i played um who did i play i played jesus you uh, played Dal- david johnson dalvin cook and that was and- the other thing I know that jo- I know that David Johnson was like a fine math play, and I know that he got a concussion, and it's not his fault. But I just was not playing David Johnson. Like That's I was like, fine I'm- to not play him, but to victory lap a guy who literally got concussed on the first drive. No, I'm not victory lapping him. I should be victory lapping harder on Chase Edmonds getting 28 touches and people. I mean, he should have gotten 30, right? Like he should have yeah. crushed. Yeah, um, yeah. he he should have. I mean, certainly like. I'll just be honest with you guys on a day where I got 1.6 from David Johnson before he got hurt and zero from Jackson to like, Oh, your lineup is fishy as shit, dude. You ran. No, so that hot. is incorrect, I... bro. My, my lineup's <laughs> so hot. Let's go. Let's, let's get into it. So David, this is, this to be clear, Duke Johnson got like 16 rushing attempts and I think five targets. Well, Duke so Johnson like... is Duke Johnson is good and, and efficient and David Johnson isn't, but anyway, is better than David Johnson. That is true. I, I will actually. So, that, so but... this is what, this is what I think was terrible about what Sammy did. First Come off, on, baby. Come on. Terry McLaurin was $200 less than Tyler Lockett. And you played Marvin Jones for 5,100. Instead of playing your boy, 
Deontay Johnson for $100 less after you were trying to play Deontay Johnson against the Ravens last week and telling us that we were stupid fish for not understanding why he was the play. Like, you know, what, here, here's, what is this, dude? So here's, here's the thing. When I take an L, it's not, just a, it's not just a show for the listeners. I took the L. You, you learned and you grew. I learned and I grew. And frankly, I, I, was, I, was, uh, not, I, was, I was a little scared off by the potential game script with Pittsburgh being, you know, 15 or 13 and a half point favorites against. It, 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 I, he could make big plays, but I didn't see a game where he was going to like get eight plus targets here. Um, and uh, yeah, it, certainly Pittsburgh ended up being behind the whole game and throwing the whole game. And if I had known that, I, I would have played Deontay, but I liked Marvin Jones. I wasn't like, oh, Marvin Jones is a lock, but certainly like in that game environment in the dome where all of a sudden they don't have Kenny Galladay. And so he rates to take a way bigger share of those air yards that he doesn't get with Galladay in there. Um, I, I thought he was a fine play. Yeah, he except was he was thin. he's old. He's old and terrible, though. I mean, he's he, it, it was it was yeah, thin. but he's fine in this spot. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No, I I disagree. I don't. I don't really. I think that, like for example, Jerry Judy would have been way better. Um, yeah, Judy was a real good player. Judy was, Judy was about. I think. I think gonna... Mike Williams, Preston Williams, those guys all I would have played over. Sammy, I'm not going to dunk on you about the. I think that was a fine play. My question is like. What gave you the stones to fade Lockett for McLaurin? Because I think Cause, that that because he a, knows that Metcalf is the game, like, dude. Like <laughs> honestly, like that's that's a that's a move I I would not have the stones for. I mean, I will though, like, I will never do right, that in my like, entire life. Like I'll never fade the guy being projected for like twenty one points. But Sammy but like just the, Sammy doesn't even look, dude. He doesn't even know. That's the thing. He literally doesn't look. How do you build your lineups? Like, do you live in an environment <laughs> with a computer at all? Like. Yeah, let me let me tell you like, something, bro. Do I don't, I don't, I don't give a single shit. I don't give two squirts about what other people are doing. And I found that over the course of, you know, several seasons, when I start letting what other people are doing get into my headspace, um, I feel like it kind of holds me back and it kind of screws me up in a lot of ways. And I was never playing Tyler Lockman in cash, like zero percent. I tried to get Stefan Diggs. Um, I thought Diggs was a far better play than Tyler Lockett. And when that ended up not happening with, uh, with the McLaurin news or with the uh, uh, Zeke Elliott news, I decided to go to McLaurin. And the reason is this, uh, Nate, it's really more of a science. If you look at the last five weeks, the number one wide receiver in Whopper is Terry McLaurin. At point oh, nine. you don't have to. You don't have to pre- preach to me. I love McLaurin. I, yeah. I I know that McLaurin's a boss, and I also know that Lockett is like a fake wide receiver one who only gets there from efficiency standpoint and from a volume standpoint. McLaurin going into this game projection wise, this isn't just like pure results. I'm saying you made the right like you faded everyone talking about the efficiency in the game environment to look at a wide receiver who is going to be bolstered by volume instead of just a wide receiver that was going to get there on pure efficiency and like. You made the good play. And I actually, like, I'm not saying that from a result standpoint. I'm saying, like, looking at them, I wish I would have had the stones to go, wait a second, Lockett's projection is is he's only getting there based on insane efficiency because he's got Russell Wilson as his quarterback and insane touchdown efficiency because of the game total and everything else. Where McLaurin's volume, his air yards, his targets, every every volume metric that you have McLaurin projected for is going to outweigh, outweigh Lockett. Yeah. And I, I mean, that takes stones. 
Thanks, man. Uh, you you kind of like are saying it better than I could say it. Like the reality is Tyler Lockett is really up and down. I mean, he's got, he's played eight games now and four of them are under 10 DraftKings points. Like he's gone over eight targets, I think twice this season. Um, and both of those were like his 50 point games, whatever. Like he's obviously capable of like blow up spots, but like even the same time frame where I'm telling you that, that McLaurin is number one in Whopper since week four, uh, like Tyler Lockett's like number 30. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm not paying, I'm not paying 6.8 for that in cash. It's not happening. That is not an alpha. Um, and I, I was, I wanted an alpha. I wanted Stefan Diggs. Uh, I thought that you played, you played a uh, Keenan Allen, Nate. Keenan Allen's an alpha, right? Um, those guys are alpha wide receivers. Tyler Lockett is not. Julio uh, Jones is a fake alpha, dude. Julio, Julio Jones, Jones is fake Julio alpha. Jones. <laughs> Julio Jones, I he even scored a touchdown for us though. Like we can't we can't tilt him that hard, but like no, we can't. He, but what's what's the guy's name? Uh, Olamide Zacchaeus. Yeah, Zacchaeus had a hundred and one <sighs> touchdown at the half, and Julio is just farting around like he usually does. And it's like I mean, Olamide like, is going to end up with a higher whopper from this week. I haven't pulled up any numbers, obviously, but I, I think watching the bit of that game that I did, I think he had. I think he was the alpha on that slate. He got who is Keenan? No, uh, Olamide. He he was he was the one getting targeted deep down the field every time. He had like three end zone targets in this game. Well, what's Julio actually tilting done. is that Christian Blake was supposed to be the guy who was replacing oh, I Ridley. Head to heads with Christian Blake. I don't know. Levitan played him, dude. So it, it well, had so, to have been so touted because. Yeah, Levitan played the, him. The guys at ETR are real sharp, right? And so they've been kind of on the fact that. Blake is Ridley's direct backup, where Zacchaeus is Julio's direct backup. And Powell is Gage's backup. Yeah, and, and that's been true all season. Uh, it just didn't hold true today for whatever reason. And, and we haven't had time to, like, go back and check it out. But I think that was definitely a surprise. And so that was – I, I actually – I'm going to guess that Zacchaeus just ran hot and that actually Blake probably played more. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess I, – I can actually go look – um, but I am gonna, I am gonna guess that. I don't know. I, so this is what I did at wide receiver. I played Tyler Lockett. Um, no, dude, I, Blake only got three targets where Zacchaeus had six and Zacchaeus's were deeper downfield. Well, I can, um, I can look at next gen stats to figure out the snaps. I can pull up area. I just, I haven't even looked at I, it. I so, can watch the tape. I, <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't, I don't feel I, I I guess maybe a mistake I made was not trying to get Keenan over Lockett, but it is very hard just because, you know, Lockett does project a little bit better. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I guess Keenan is the better play, but by, also by, by far and away, by far and away, bro, because here's away. what happens. You get the herd mentality because you see the projection, which is high. And you know everyone's going to play him, and you're just like, oh, he's a lock, and you don't think more about it. Like that's that that's it, right? If you well, if you look at if you look at Lockett's projection, and you just break it out into like how much of his projection it, total is made up from a it, crazy efficiency, and you just dock his touchdown rate and his reception rate and his yards per target to like an average rate, all of a sudden it falls apart because his target not really, volume, dude. It not really. His, he, his target volume is insanely variant. Like, he literally projects what, – what did I have this chart? Uh, 
I mean, we like so. I had his mean projection to be uh, Lockett. He his target volume is not what you would think it is for. No, it's 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 six K for. He's twenty five. He's twenty five percent compared to guys like Keenan Hopkins and Julio that are like twenty eight to thirty one percent. But his like target range, he has games under sixteen percent target share. Like yeah, where some of those like Keenan is not going to play a full a full game here getting 16% target share where that is totally in Lockett's range of outcomes. And I think that's where it's not just volatility in your efficiency projection. It's also volatility in your volume projection. And that's where McLaurin, um, Keenan and all these other guys, their target distribution is literally so tight. Nate, but obviously when you're talking about the bands of volatility and the ranges of outcomes, like Lockett has these 50 pointers that, that Keenan couldn't access if, if he got 300 targets for sure for sure it's it's very true but so the it's, it's is, like I think, you're... I think we've all gotten into a mode because seattle is just like bombing the 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 complete balls off the rest of the league that people go into every week thinking dude i have to have one of lock yeah you just gotta play one of the two yeah you gotta do it you just gotta have them and uh you know you're it's it's mentally weak i mean i played metcalf i've played I played Metcalf on FanDuel like six of the nine weeks this season, I think. Well, see, that's awesome because Metcalf is an actual alpha. <laughs> yeah. <you> know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, the thing, I mean, I think that I think that what I did, which is I played Marcus Johnson at 3K. Um, oh, buddy. Oof. Th- so this is why, first off, the lineup made a ton of sense, and I would have I cat like if Justin Jackson just plays the game, I, I'm not sweating this at all, but – the reason why I actually like Marcus Johnson relative to a like a nor- – because normally when you pay 3K for a wide receiver, it's uh, Braxton Berrios, right? You're just hoping for three for 30. But he is the he is the type of guy where he still gets targeted like a – you know, he's got like a 14 15% target share, but he also gets really deep targets. So he can just get there with one catch. Like he had the 100-yard bonus right before um, – the the Colts went into their bye week so I I felt pretty fine about it it's like not the not the best play I've ever made not the worst play I've ever made but the way the way I mean it let me just get all the dudes right I got to play Russ got to play Edmonds got to play Cook really it ended up being about Edmonds the Marcus Johnson play because there wasn't really a way to get all of the other high projected plays and Chase Edmonds if you did not play a minimum salary wide receiver All right, quick break, and uh, it's because we got to thank our good friends over at Manscaped. They are sponsoring the Fantasy Football Feed this week, and if you haven't checked them out yet, you need to do it because, A, they're a great supporter of what we do here at Roto-Grinders and this very podcast, and, B, uh, I think you'll enjoy their product. I mean, male grooming, that is what they do. I mean, they've got a their their main product called uh, the Lawn Mower. We all know what that's for. It's basically for uh, making your boys smooth and clean. And to be honest with you, I don't think you'll be disappointed by it. It's great technology, and they are really changing the way male grooming exists. Not just with that. They've got a number of other products for your feet. They've got cologne. They've got stuff for your hair. So check them out. Uh, Manscaped.com. That's where you need to go. And when you sign up or when you purchase... Use the promo code ROTO, that's R-O-T-O. We're giving you 20% off and free shipping. So again, 20% off, free shipping at manscaped.com. 
Use that code ROTO. Make your balls a priority this fall. Let's get back to the boys on the Gilcast here on the Daily Fantasy Football Feed by Roto Grinders. Yeah, I mean, dude, I, I guess, it, I, I guess. I mean, that's that's the thing is because this slate just didn't have value. You search pretty hard for it, and I understand why you were willing to punt there. It ended up being not Marcus Johnson, but the punt 3K wide receiver strategy ended up being relatively popular. Like, there were, there were a also, bunch of 3K wide receivers who ended up with, like, 5 to 10% ownership. But it also worked out and doesn't look bad in, in hindsight because all of the value running backs fell. All of the value running backs got hurt. If Justin Jackson hits, if, if David Johnson hits, if David Montgomery hits, if, if all of these like middling running backs would have done anything close to their normal value, Chase Edmonds looks like fish in hindsight to pay up for. If he's, well, if he doesn't, that's why you pay up for pack. someone like Chase Edmonds because he is less likely to do that because he doesn't suck like David Montgomery does. Well, Chase Edmonds is the one who got 30 touches and got what, eight points, nine points? I mean, yeah, dudes can hit their fifth percentile outcome. David Montgomery getting 11 points on 30 touches is like a 70th percentile outcome at this point. Regardless, <laughs> I, I, like to, to talk about the slate and go, oh, these value wide receivers worked because it didn't burn you. Well, it didn't I didn't, I didn't say that it worked. I said it was thin and I liked like in a, in a vacuum, I liked the idea of playing a cheap guy who can have like a 60 yard touchdown instead of just hoping for three for 30 like the kj the kj hamler week or whatever where he literally got three for 30 and he uh if he didn't suck so bad he's really bad he was wide open on i don't know a 60 yard touchdown or whatever and rivers hit him and he like lost it in the dome lights and just didn't catch it but he was he was about to score a 60 yard touchdown so there's there's always gonna be there's always i don't know how he missed it like there was there's nothing special about about that Marcus Johnson play to me. Like, well, most of the time they're not. Week, there's Marvin Marvin Hall is always there. Jalen Guyton's always there. Um, yeah, but Marcus he, Johnson plays the whole game. Marcus Johnson David is Moore's three point one. There's always these guys who are going to be like have insane air yard per dollar. Yeah, that's true. Like, but they're not always, in play on every single slate. The only reason he's in play is because you wanted like it was your lineup construction, so you took huge volatility risk because you were confident in the rest of your build and that's fine. But I'm just saying like, it wasn't like last week where we had um, Jacoby Myers or uh, the jets, the jets value, Mims. like those three yeah, K wise, those three K guys opened up as like, these are one-off values. This was just a, you saying like, Hey, I'll take a, I'll roll the dice here because, but it wasn't, there wasn't something that made this Indiana value thing. Like, well, yeah, I, well, yeah, there was T Y Hilton didn't play. Well, I know, but the rest of the team was all still there. I mean, there was there was plenty of people in Indiana that could have. I, I don't know. Yeah, this this Pascal, to me felt Pittman, very. Different. It's all their tight ends. It's their running backs. Like Marcus Johnson does not like project to just like. No. I mean, he ended up with seven targets, so I I can't hate that he, hard. He but. played the whole game. Like I'm te- like 
I know this seems like really thin, like playing David Moore or whatever, which actually, by the way, I did briefly consider because I was like, I have Russ. I'm just opening it a long touchdown anyways. Maybe I should just play David Moore. I thought about it for like half a second. Didn't yeah, do I, it. I mean, always look at David Moore and he always catches a touchdown. Like, he's, yeah, I mean, he's imagine he's a better catch play than Lockett, honestly. Dude, imagine, imagine if I had played David John or imagine if I had played David Moore and Justin Jackson didn't get hurt, how insufferable the show would be. Oh, it'd be awful. I mean, so the, I think that the one thing, and tell me, tell me if you guys think I'm off base here, but I think I, I, the thing that stuck out to me on this slate was the value at 5K wide receiver, right? Those guys no, are didn't, you know, didn't. I mean, they were all good. They Jones, looked, Judy, Deontay Johnson. Like I thought, all those all, guys were good plays. You can't slip Deontay Johnson in with some actual plays, Sam. No, like, Deontay was a fine play. Johnson's good. Bro. No, Deontay's range of outcomes in this spot was so wide. Deontay was a GPP only play. He is not a 5K value wide receiver. He was a potential John, John GPP. Brown. John Brown was a was a was a pretty decent play. Yeah, 4600. Yeah. So I agree with you but that Christian they were. Kirk, I wouldn't play Kirk in cash, but like. Well, we've know. all been there. Yeah. Uh, I, I so I agree with you, like theoretically, but these are all GPP values to me. Like yeah. those are not like. I mean, I liked Judy. I played him in the spy, but like, no, I was not ever playing. Like, I can't tell myself, oh, yeah, you would have played Judy in cash. Like, I didn't think about it for a second. Yeah, I, I, I played a lot of Judy GPP because I had this game stacked a lot. But like, yeah, I I, I just thought Marvin yes. Jones was like fine. I was like, dude, he's he's got some floor, but he's also got ceiling in terms of like deep stuff. Um, I agree. I just think most of those guys – to me, were all like GPP value wide receivers. I thought the same about, you know, a yeah. Sterling Shepard or a, yeah. I mean, there was a bunch of guys in that range, but to me, the cash plays were either like pay way down at wide receiver or pay up for the guys that were, you know, the Keenans and Julios of the world. And, and obviously the Terry McLaurin over Lockett thing is just, that was the sharp play of the day. I mean, there's no math to support it, but yeah, I but just, actually, there is. That's incorrect. There is. We literally went over all the math we, that supports we went it. Over it. Here's the wide receivers in the in the target share, like the floor target share projection was DeAndre Hopkins, Terry McLaurin, Keenan Allen, Stefan Diggs, uh, Robbie Anderson, Adam Thielen, Allen Robinson. You go, you have to yeah, but like you have to model you have to model your Lockett. stuff in a different way if you want it to handle Lockett that way. Like it's just not the way the way that DFS projections are done right now. It's very hard to weight that in because it's all done on medians. Well, I know, but I'm saying when you understand range of outcomes, if you look at Tyler Lockett, he is much more volatile than the other wide receivers he's around. Not just because of his efficiency, but also because of his volume. No other wide receiver that we pay that price for has that volume volatility. I can't believe he had 20 targets against Arizona. I'm just looking at his game logs right now, and I'm just so mad. (laughs) Because you see it. It's like five targets, four targets. Yes, I know it's unbelievable. <laughs> You're like, why didn't he give me the 20 target game? Cause he's a beta. Yeah. That's why this is not, I mean, I'm just, I'm just telling you guys like, well, the, so that's the, that's the interesting thing is I, for a while he wasn't the beta. He was the man. Right. right. But it's, that's gone. That's done now. Like DK Metcalf is the man. Well, I mean, DK has always been the man. Uh, he, he never stopped being the man. Just Lockett has these incredible games. And I don't know if it's something schematically or, I mean, he, cause he's done it in different ways, right? Like he, he's done like a bunch of those deep crosses uh, where sometimes they're just like playing man coverage and there's just nobody there. And he just catches these deep bombs where he's going across. But then 
dude, sometimes he's just running like little short drags all the time. And it's just like, I, well, I don't know. I, I think there's something I, I, that, that I have, I have good news for you guys. Well, what's happened is DK Metcalf has learned to run routes, whereas all he used to be able to do was run slants and nines. And that was literally all he could do. Uh, no, no. Oh, never mind. I lied. Seattle is on the main slate next week. Oh man. Perfect. Perfect. Tyler Lockett is sixty. Tyler Lockett is sixty five hundred. Oh, they're dangling the carrot. And what's Terry McLaurin? I mean, I'm just gonna play him. I'm sure McLaurin is sixty eight hundred. Yeah. Now, now, now we're now we're where it should be. Things in yeah. Homeostasis. Uh, so, so, anyways, the last thing I want to talk about before we look at a couple of salaries for next week is Nate made what I thought was like that. Well, my want play was Fant. I thought Fant was clearly the best tight end play of the slate. I had a lineup with Hurst as well, who you played, Sammy. And then ultimately I decided to play Irv Smith Jr. Two two targets, two receptions, two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, just sometimes – One second. You had a terrible lineup. The fact that you played Dalvin Cook, the one good play on the day, you got 20-something points from a tight end, you lucked out, and you didn't win. Like, you – I did – well, I didn't win because I got a zero from Jackson – who was 50% owned. Uh, and, and eight points from Tyler Lockett. You avoided the David Johnson thing. You avoided it. Like, and then you played Dalvin Cook and Irv Smith, and you still lost. Like, yeah, you're, I mean, your lineup is, like, almost good, Davis. Well, I also, gave up, I also gave up 10 points to all my opponents at quarterback, too. Yeah, what, what, I'm just what, saying, you had a lot of things years. break your way on a, on a week where a lot of people didn't, and you still weren't able to, like – well, yeah, so, if you so account for Davis, I think I think you were on the right track with your lineup. Like the, the Edmonds play was good; it was fine. Um, you know, playing Dalvin Cook was obviously like fantastic, but I just don't think that you that paying up for quarterback and like wearing it in the shorts so many other places. Is well, like it's very it's very easy to out. say that when Drew Locke gets thirty three. It's a lot more difficult to say that when Drew Locke gets fifteen and and well, Russell Wilson has thirty five. He's also saying it while Irv Smith went off for 20-something points or 15 Well, my – so my like, and this is what I told you guys before Locke is, like, I get, like, five points for my tight end every single week. It's, like, literally tight end is the worst every single week. They all suck. They never do anything. Yeah, You're my, just trying to get well – pay 2.9 to suck instead of – Yeah, like, like, what am I going to do? Like, oh, great, am I going to play Darren Waller? What, he get, like, four for 40 again today? Ah, like, he got touchdown. Kelsey smashed. Like, it, it was – Today was actually a good t- – today was actually a good – day for tight ends like lots of tight ends got in between like 10 and 20 points but like yeah. guys I mean we've had I mean how many times have we like oh Johnny Smith got 4.1 points you know what I mean uh, yeah. I've been I've been awful at tight end all year yeah like, so I was just like yeah, Irv it. Smith is out there all the time they're gonna they're gonna score a bunch of points against this awful Detroit team and sure I mean no I did not project him for two touchdowns but he was here i'll go look at our yeah. projection was, right now so he actually was like one of my highest known gpp um tight ends because i was like dude i'm gonna fade dalvin and i'm gonna play irv smith as the leverage and like that so, so close dude dude <laughs> like if i tell you if i tell you irv smith has two touchdowns you're like oh dalvin sucked dude dalvin yeah, got like I, 19 like, oh, i won six figures easy <laughs> So it, yeah, it, and oh, I, I thought Hurst was sharp, Sammy, because obviously he's been he's had over a sixteen percent target share for each of the last month. Calvin Ridley yeah, out, I mean, target bump. 
Yeah, so over so, that over that same time frame that we're talking about since week four, he's third in Whopper amongst all tight ends. It's it's Kittle, Kelsey, uh, and and uh, yeah, that other guy, the the guy I played. What's his name? Hurst. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait, 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 dude, I'm wrong. I, I, and then, I don't think that's right, Sammy. Yeah, no, it's actually not right. That's Austin Hooper. What am I? <laughs> Well, they're the, have... they're the same. They're the same. Per, they're the same person. Oh my god! But but yeah. So bottom line is like I I I thought like in this game like Davis is saying his target share has just been consistent. I wanted Fant the most. Um, I it, yeah. Fant, Fant, Fant make, I thought was the best play because Fant not only like I think has been commanding good volume. Uh, Denver projected to to throw quite a bit, being down and. The other thing is Fant can make big plays on his own. And there's not that many tight ends that can make big plays on their own. Just like catch and run for 30 yards like he did on the very first play. Um, We've seen this consistently throughout Fant's career that he's able to do this. And I think it's a pretty rare trade in a tight end. So anytime you have the opportunity to do that in a dome, like I thought he was the best play. I wanted to get him, um, but he wasn't like a must have because no tight end is a must have these days. Yeah, that was I mean my my Fant team I think didn't have Dalvin Cook. I can't I can't remember it from this morning, but I think it was Yeah, I, I don't think you had Cook because I was dismayed to find out that you did play Cook because I wanted to dunk on you so very badly. Yeah. Um I was disappointed to see that you played him. Yeah. Well, you know what? I I ran like I was looking at optimals and projections and stuff. Basically what happened is, is I realized I wasn't giving up that much in terms of raw projection to get Irv. And it got me the dudes who I thought could, cause that's something we talk about on the show too, is like you want guys who can win you your week because weird shit happens. Guys get hurt, right? David Johnson gets concussed. Uh, Justin Jackson hurts, whatever he hurt. Uh, uh, David Montgomery, you know, is David Montgomery, Tyler Lockett gets four targets. Like, uh, all that. You're not all gonna that's... play a Greg Olson or something like that. You want to play someone with upside if you're gonna pay down. I get it. Yeah. Well, and I was I was more just saying that like if we just acknowledge that a lot of these medium projections are fragile anyways, you should play the guys who can get forty. You should play right. the guys who can just absolutely sweep your week for you. And like it's obviously, especially, keep... especially by position, right? The nature yeah. of tight end is gonna is gonna kind of make the projections that way specifically. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's look at some of these salaries for next week. Uh, Chase Edmonds, 28 touches. No other running back receives a touch. He's $6,300 at home against Buffalo. Yes. Why didn't yeah. he go down $500? I mean, I figured he'd be seven. I bet they 72. did the, I bet they did the prices. Like they start the, they start the algo running before the game even finishes. I bet. No, they just they just saw you didn't score that many drafting. Yeah, they saw I got eleven points at yeah. super high ownership, and they were like, "Well, no one will touch this guy." <laughs> yeah, yeah, David Montgomery yeah. treatment. Yeah, yeah uh, six three is a great play. It it kind of looks like a bummer of a slate, to be honest. Like I don't so, like. So, so this was a bummer of a slate, right? This but, sucked. this slate sucked. Yeah, it did, but like you have to. I I think the thing is the the longer and longer you play DFS, like yes, I love the you know Levitan calls it the the prove it slates where like there's a bunch of obvious plays and so you just try to play a crapload of volume and see who can't figure it out. 
but I, those are my favorite slates is when there's like three or four obvious teams and you and and people on twitter are like dude you suck at dfs and i'm like okay send me a send me a game please those are those are my preferred slates <laughs> yeah davis loves those i but the longer you play like the the slates where everything's really ugly and everything's really thin i think i those are like the funnest ones. They don't like seem that fun because you're like, you know, crap in your pants the whole time because you're, you can't make a lineup that you like, but that's the case for everybody. And if you can solve those slates better than people, I think the edge is actually probably bigger. Well, obviously the edge is bigger. The edge is going to be bigger when people are not all playing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my hot take. That's a, uh, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good. Sammy with the three paragraphs <laughs> put me on the show (laughs) like what was it what was it two weeks ago when there was the massive train that was like the most duped team ever or it was like like 20 percent of double ups yeah yeah you and i had the same team yeah we had the same team yeah yeah may play david johnson may play david johnson uh all right let's see here oh man okay tampa bay plays at carolina after that just that collective fart that they just put out and their well, they're all really re- updated. Yeah. Well, no, I mean Godwin is six K, Antonio Brown is five point eight. I would, I'm gonna play a little bit of Godwin probably. Can't help myself. I, I, it looked like Mike Evans got hurt in this game. Like he grabbed, but he was lung. he was still out there at the end. Oh man, dude, Mike Evans, Morris, I feel like has an in-game injury every week. Like I mean, he always is pulling at his hamstring. Yeah, he's he's like Deontay Johnson. Judy is uh like gets hurt a bunch. Judy is only up to five point six against the Raiders. That's hot. Wow! So there are more afternoon games next week than early games. So we're gonna have a lot of time to think about our swaps, you guys. Oh, really? How fun! Well, and that's the thing. If they just put like five five games in the afternoon, like swapping would be a bigger thing. I I think one of the. Like, people get lazy about it. A lot of people are just lazy. But also the options are just really – even just adding one more game in the afternoon really creates a lot more combinations. Um, I, I would like to see that. Man, I, I already know that Jared Goff is going to be a very popular quarterback selection next week. They play at home to the Seahawks. And I think I just need to set a rule for myself right now that I'm not playing Goff in cash. Just, like, don't do not do it. But maybe uh, – but I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. It might be a good idea, honestly. It's just like he's terrible. Like he's really bad. Are you, I, I, the prices aren't coming up for me. I'm having some sort of terror. I was going to say, where are you? I just am in the Millie Maker for next week. Are you guys being boomers go, right now? No, when I go to create lineup and I click NFL Classic, I the only slate I see is the Monday through Thursday slate. Yeah, I'm going the same place you are, Nate. So Davis just has insider info. No, I'm literally just on the in the lobby. Davis actually knows like how the DK pricing algorithm works, so he's. Just... You guys, do you guys remember last week? I was like, oh, Robbie Anderson will be sixty three hundred. Yeah. He was sixty three hundred. Easy game. I've been. I live inside the algo, dude. <laughs> uh, big Big Ben against Cincinnati, sixty two hundred. Sammy, I mean that's that's pretty awesome. But I mean, frankly, like so one of the things. So Big Ben's one of my most owned seasonal players um, because I was just like, here's yeah, what I'm gonna do. In so dusty, <laughs> yeah, so dusty. I'm I'm like, dude, I'm just gonna wait and I'm gonna get Ben Roethlisberger and Cam Newton on all my teams. 
and uh well kind of sort of working i mean they're yeah. they're fine whatever but like i i missed out on like russ and you know mahomes and and you know Dak when he was around uh because i did that but i think the the problem is like i thought pittsburgh would be so good right but the reality is if you think a team's going to be super good and you think their defense is going to be the notes they're not going to be airing the ball out a, a whole lot and that was kind of the the error in my thesis behind ben i was like dude he's got so many weapons like it's going to be great but they're they don't have to like just air it out a whole bunch and I don't know that Ben's even capable of that anymore. He can barely move. He got hurt again today. His knee's, like, creaky. I mean, he's just dusty. And he really has to have, like, 300 yards and three-plus touchdowns to even, like, sniff the neighborhood of, like, somebody who can 25. Win. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, like, dude, Kyler can run. Josh Allen can run. All these guys can bomb it better than Ben, and they can run. So I, I'm actually kind of, like, off Steelers' uh, yeah. air stacks. So the if, the hard thing about next week is going to be that we are probably going to have to fade Devontae Adams at 9K. Against can, Jacksonville, who, like, has no healthy defensive yeah. backs? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't know about that, buddy. It's great and small. This is yeah, like, I, might, I might just play him. <laughs> are we just going to pay 9K? Well, I got to – so here's an interesting one. Richie James, coming off that insane game, is only 4K, but Bourne and Ayuk are going to be back. Do you – but, like – how do you put Richie James back on the bench after that? You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, he balled out. I mean, get him out there with Ayuk. Oh, I'm playing Jordan Reed in cash next week, dude. Ah, easy yeah, game. I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of afraid to like mess around because the last time I didn't play Jordan Reed, he caught two touchdowns. Well, he barely, he barely played, but it was the first time he was off the injured reserve. So I think that. And they were they were just getting shit canned that whole game, so I just think they were like, "We're not gonna we're not gonna press it with you." But I I think he should be. I mean, this is like they have to win this game against New Orleans, or they're they're dust. I don't think they can make the playoffs if they don't win this game. Yeah, see, McLaurin. The pricing on McCaffrey immediately caught up, and he's back up to nine k. Yeah, McLaurin's in a dome. That's hot. Let's go. Let's go. I just am really excited to have this same conversation with you guys about Lockett next week, except Lockett's going to have 37 points next week. And nobody's going to play and, him now. Nobody's oh, playing I'm, him. But Davis, I I'm can pretty much Lockett. guarantee I'll play him. Really? You're such but, a fish, bro. I just, just look the at the points Lockett and I'm is, like, yeah, I'm playing him. He's going to have those games. I'm not denying that. He's a great player. I'm just saying in cash games, that's not – like, he's priced at a spot where the volatility... Well, then just play sense. someone else, but I will just probably just play him because I'm going to go run my projections, and I'm going to look at it, and I'm going to be like, yeah, he's projected for a lot of points. Hey, did you guys see uh, Juju Smith-Schuster showing some signs of life today? Dude, yeah. he for, looks like, good. Week in a row? Yeah. DJ, DJ Shark looking good? quick to call him dead. He's too young to have, like, literally just forgotten. Well, it's so he's not dead, but he is playing a role that you don't want a superstar wide receiver to be playing in. Like he literally That's fair, is, but he's also in yeah. an offense that just doesn't throw. Like like Sammy was just saying, you don't you don't want a wide receiver. On, it's like the Adam Thielen thing. Adam Thielen is not oh, going to hit guys. His... Stone cold lock. I already we got it. Jalen Rager, forty two hundred. Just I mean, at he's gonna he'll be he'll score seventeen points. Uh, I'm not, I, I have to look into it a little more, but I do feel like that might be good. 
Um, yeah, I just want to throw this out there for, 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 you know, anyone who, who doesn't know Brandon Cooks's last four games, nine targets. He's, un- he's unreal, targets, dude. Nine targets, 12 targets. Yeah. Like, Brandon Cooks is, uh, <laughs> he might be back. I don't know. Oh, I don't even think there's any denying it. And not only is he back, but he's back in like a creating space and like doing it all on his own. Like it's not like it's not like he's just like wide open and catching bombs. Like the touchdown he scored today, he was it was like a slant and he like made like four guys miss. Oh snap. I didn't I didn't see that. I was not watching any Houston, which I feel good about. Yeah. So Brandon Cooks, fifty six hundred, he looks pretty Nice. I mean, Kamara, wow, Kamara, 8,200, and he just had, like, his worst game of the year, although, again, they didn't really need him. Uh, James Conner, $6,900 at home. I mean, I guess he, like, basically is in, like, a four-way committee now, though. You know what the weird thing was is they went five – Pittsburgh went five wide so much in this game. Like, it was really – I think it was, like, a schematic thing where they just found what Dallas was doing, and they just cut him up with, like, these little outs – all day they just went five wides and just threw a bunch of outs because Dallas's scheme was like just not they, they tried to run it in the beginning and Connor was just not on the field like their running backs weren't on the field for like most of the game so I thought that was really interesting because I thought that Connor versus Edmonds if you were going to pay at that price point was a really interesting kind of uh choice I, I was not real clear on which one was better all right, boys. I think that should do it for us this week. I, Looking I forward. I don't know if there was enough hate thrown around in the show, uh, guys. I'm, well, I'm, I just I'm, am not going to take the L on my team being bad because I don't think it was. I think it was well, well, pretty I, good. I, I am. I, I thought. I thought Nate. I, I thought Nate was going to be. Uh, well, it, you know, in the spirit of everything going on in our nation right now, I think it would be a good healing moment for Nate to show the country how you take an L when you're wrong. I just did the show. I mean, I'm taking, I'm, taking I'm, I'm proud day. of you, buddy. I'm proud. You know, it shows that all souls, no matter how lost, can always find a way to grow and improve. Thanks for listening, everybody.